In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tuggy Entertainment or its partners. with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the everyone and welcome to another edition of Ghost Chronicles Next Generation. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper of the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable New England's own Van Helsink. With me all the way from East Bridgewater is the queen of the taffophiles, the blonde bombshell herself, Ms. Ann Carrigan. Hello, how are you? I'm a queen just... tonight, eh? What's that? I'm a queen tonight. Oh, I thought you said you were clean. That's that's good. <laughs> I'm always clean. <laughs> okay, that's good. So are you off your drugs now so you can drink and uh, eat and have a good time? Almost. One more pill tonight and I'm done. <laughs> done with those damn antibiotics, but... For those who don't know, uh, Noreen, uh, Anne was... Uh, Noreen, where'd that come from? Anne was... Uh, Anne was uh, taking antibiotics, and she couldn't have chocolate, couldn't have coffee, she couldn't have sunlight, she couldn't have <laughs> alcohol, she couldn't have... Calcium. So what the hell Cal- did you have? No calcium, no herbs. I don't know. <laughs> I couldn't have anything that I wanted, that's for sure. What, what could you eat? Chicken. <laughs> mm. <laughs> it's like, I'm so sick of Chicken. And English muffins. But I shouldn't cuss the antibiotics because, you know, they make you better and they made me better and that's great. I don't think they uh, made you better, they made you weller. They made they don't me you weller. Be any better. I could not get any better, that's right, Ron. <laughs> but anyways but a big Yeah. So what's up with you? Ah, uh, same old, busy, busy, working on uh, all kinds of neat projects. Uh, we have really a cool experiment that we'll be doing at my paranormal study group uh, this month at the Circles of Wisdom, and we are going to do a remote investigation of Gettysburg. Oh, nice. Yeah, so it's it's... Uh, as far as I know, it's never been done before. Uh, you know, we're actually going to attempt to connect with the spirits there uh, via Skypes, and we're going to try to communicate with them. We're going to try to collect evidence. We're going to try to get do EVPs. Uh, you know, a lot of different neat things remotely. Uh, you know, I've seen, like, you know, they've had radio shows and TV shows where they had people in a haunted location, and then the, the audience or people from another location would tell them what to do. This is not that. This is we're actually 
trying to make contact uh, remotely with them. So, I mean, we're not having someone there to do stuff. We're doing it from mm-hmm. remotely. So, I mean, I have no clue if it's going to work. Or, <laughs> that oh, sounds but, but, really interesting, though. I, I think it's going to be really neat, and uh, it's Gettysburg, so it's a haunted yeah. location. So I'm, I'm really psyched, and yeah, this will, cool. yeah, and this will be uh, on the 20th. Every every month, I have a paranormal study group, and uh, we we meet at the Circles of Wisdom, and it, it's it's really good. Uh, it's part of the meetup organization, and you know we have like a hundred people in our meetup thing, so which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. So, right. Well, that that sounds real. So, who do you have on the other? Like, you're going to have someone on the other end, obviously, that you're calling. Uh, yep. Um, you're not telling. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's a deep dark secret. Yeah. But anyway, speaking of circles of wisdom, we have a young lady now who's waiting on the line and calling from Canada. So I don't oh. want to keep her on the on the line too long. Um, she, I've had her. We've had. I don't know. If you were with me then, but we had her on the show before. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's actually originally from Poland. She's an engineer, and now she uh, is really big. She lives in Canada and does a lot of uh, the uh, metaphysical stuff, including uh, she's an expert dowser and healer. And uh, mm-hmm. um, Oh, my God, I can't say her name, though. It's Alice. Alicia. Alicia. Ooh, yeah. I, I, hear, I hear voices. Is, <laughs> is that good or bad? <laughs> So, so without further ado, why don't we bring on, I guess, uh, Alicia? Um, yes. You want to say your last name? Alicia Aratin. There you go. Alicia Aratin. <laughs> I can say it. Welcome, Alicia. Hello, Anne. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm pretty good. Thank you very much, and thank you for having me on your program. Oh, you're welcome. I feel honored to be there. <laughs> We feel honored to have you on because Dowson uh, is a big deal. I mean, with us, uh, I mean, we were, I mean, really in the forefront of dowsing for ghosts. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Maureen and all that, that was pretty big. In fact, I taught Ann how to douse, didn't I, Ann? Yes, you did, Ron. Yes, you I did. absolutely <laughs> did. And I never let her forget it. He will never let me forget it either. <laughs> But uh, I had this pendulum, and I said, Ron, I have no idea how to use this. Uh-huh. <laughs> and he uh, he helped me out. So I do have to acknowledge that. Thank you. So, Alicia, why don't you introduce yourself a little bit, because no one knows you more than you, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Well, my name is Alicia Ratin, and about 22 years ago I came to Canada from Poland searching for, I guess, my place in life, mm-hmm. uh, not necessarily better life, but um, peaceful time, peaceful place for me. And I found it in Toronto or around Toronto. Mm-hmm. Um, I am environmental engineer by profession, by education. Mm-hmm. But for many years I was working in um, um in a publishing house since I really love literature. Um, when I came to Canada, I had to turn my hobby, which was dowsing and metaphysics in general, mm-hmm. um, into my profession, and my profession became my hobby, which means I can repair many things at house, at, at my place <laughs> right now. Um, and uh, since then, I started to travel when I, when I got a little bit um, 
when I learned English a little bit, I started to talk about what I do with people, and that's how it started. I started to travel all over and and teach more scientific approach to dowsing. And uh, my my I guess my understanding of metaphysics. I do my best to bridge science and metaphysics and um, and bring more understanding, more of the processes which takes place behind the scene. So kind of take this magic out of the science. And I, I do believe in what, um, uh, what uh, oh my God, I forgot the name, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I, love I love this gentleman so much, uh, but uh, he said I will recall in a moment. Um, he said there is no magic on the world, only fields of physics, physics which we don't know yet. So um, that's what I love, and that's what I truly believe in. And uh, everything is magical as long as we don't know why and how it can occur. So I'm trying to find this other side of metaphysics and explain to people how does it work? Mm-hmm. So that's, I, I, why I, that's why I teach about ritualistic work and magic, because I would like to take the magic off the met, uh, ritualistic work and show people that it is hidden from us because there is a huge power in it. And we should reclaim our rights to do it and to use ritualistic work in our in our life because that is what kind of make force to be with you. <laughs> and dowsing is really a way of connect with the other side mm-hmm. or higher dimensions for average person. Which means right. by average I understand those people who do not have extra um, um, extra sensory perception, they don't see, they don't feel, they you know, they don't have this extra extra. That's me. But <laughs> but but we also want to know. We also have questions. We also would like to lift the veil. So for me, dowsing it, it is a perfect way to lift the, 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 lift the veil, look on the other side, and bring here the answers to our question. So that's that's why I teach dowsing. I love I love that. That is exactly you just said exactly why I love dowsing because I yeah. don't have any of those gifts. And yes, but we have equal rights. And this right yeah. to to find the truth. That's and right. To find the proper path. We don't have to pay the price, so high price for our mistakes if we can get the guidance. Mm-hmm. You know? And that is fantastic. Mm. But often people ask you know, why magic and what magic is because you know, it's all covered with this uh spooky stuff. Right. That majority of people are really scared, and if you say, "Well, I do magic," they say, "Oh my God, let's run away." <laughs> <laughs> but I love what Alistair McLean said. McLean said once that it is 
uh, Alistair Crowley, I'm sorry, I'm mixing today, all names. Um, by the way, the other man who said um, those quotes about magic mm-hmm. were forgot again. Hmm. Hawking, Stephen Hawking. Ah. Right, Stephen Hawking. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Alistair Crowley said that magic is nothing else but changing consciousness at will. And I think that gets to the point of it, because the real power in magic is our focus, working with the energy and understanding the, you know, um, the power of um, seasons, power of sun versus power of moon, uh, power of every day of the month, of the week and so on and so on. So we work, our body works in phases, and whole universe works in phases. And if we will follow the phases, everything is easier to achieve because you are not constantly drifting against the current. We can go with the flow and achieve everything easier. I'm not saying that we will not have obstacles. I do have them still. You know, they just make life more juicy, I think. <laughs> uh, that's, a good, that's a good description. <laughs> more juicy. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, uh, you, you, uh, you know, it's quite a life change for you to, to go from, you know, being basically a scientist or to into dowsing. And, and you, you do this full time. You teach dowsing. You, I mean, it's what you use various uh, forms of uh, pendulums. Uh, let's talk a little bit. Of, first of all, you have some events come up, up at uh, Circles of Wisdom. And why don't we talk about those first so we don't forget them. Okay, so, and then we'll go into a little bit of the other stuff. All right, so uh, so on um, March 15, which is Thursday, we will talk about Atlantis. It's the evening event, so it starts at 7 until 9.30 p.m. in Circles of Wisdom, and I hope everyone remembers that it's 90 Main Street in Andover, and the phone yep. number is 978-474-8010. But we will talk about Atlantis and our forgotten heritage from it. Um, I do believe that we cannot, well, for very many people, cannot forget about Atlantis and this tradition and the tale and the uh, you know story keeps living with us for so many centuries. So, so Alicia, let me, let me interrupt you right there. So you believe in Atlantis, then? I do, and I have a recollection of my life there, and I hope it's not my imagination because it's very scary sometimes, but I do remember pieces from different things, from different lifetimes and, and different situations there. So, yes, I do believe that Atlantis is a lost continent which sunk and doesn't exist any longer, but it will emerge. You see, Edgar Cayce in his in his book um, complex, complex, complete of um, right. uh, set of readings called yeah, he, he predicted of, the, he predicted the rise of Atlantis. In fact, he predicted, I believe, it was in nineteen sixty eight that yeah, yeah that Atlantis will start to emerge. Wow. Yeah. 
uh, and who will start to find the first, the first artifacts from Atlantis. And, and that's so where on. they found the, the, the Bimini Road, I believe. That's, that's, uh, that's correct, uh, yes. Right. Yeah. Right. yeah. Wow. <laughs> so, so, yes, I do believe that it existed. And we have um, uh, that, and, and, and people are interested because we have some of us, or majority of us, in fact, um, has this cellular memory about being there. And however, it, it cannot be consciously processed in this lifetime. Uh, we have interest in it. And we try to find out about it even as a just piece of information, just the legend and so on. But we are, majority of us, wants to go there again, even for one moment. Hmm. Okay. Maybe. But I don't think so. Whenever I talk about Atlantis, there is many people, and and they are very, very interested. You know, it's really an interesting subject, but, you know, there are just not a lot of scientific evidence that it ever existed. Uh, it, it, even the... the uh, the descriptions of it are so obscure that they, they could be virtually anywhere. I mean, uh, so it, it, there's a lot of debate in the scientific community. Oh, absolutely. About it. Yeah. Absolutely. But I think that it is because it's not time yet. I think that, again, it can be, uh, we can have long de- debate, debate about it, but I think that there is so many things on Atlantis which we are not prepared yet for, that it is kept away from us by extraterrestrials. I do believe that they, that they guard part of, the, part of this continent. So, uh, so we would be safe because according to what I heard from them, and um, I do channel the entities from, um, uh, from Atlantis, and they say you are uh, oh. touching, uni- oh. touching university staff. Mm-hmm. So it is not safe for us yet to 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 learn it, right? Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Because you know, curiosity kills the cat. Cat, <laughs> right? So right. if we will start to play with those, they may be a lot smarter than we are now. And we can misuse it. Hmm. We I, actually have a question, don't we, Ann? Yes, we do. Um, well, first of all, I just wanted to say I, ne- I never, I never knew that Atlantis was ever considered, you know, anything more than like a myth. Uh, so that from is the really Plato's, yeah, from the Critias, from Plato, yes, I yeah, know. really, really interesting. Um, the question we have from the chat room is, um, Alicia, what sparked your interest in in everything that you do, I, yeah, I and that's and that's actually from Stephen, who's in uh, Scotland, who's uh, asking this question. Yes. Uh, can you repeat the question, please? He says, "What sparked your interest in everything you do?" Uh, because you see, when I was small girl, and for most of us who are on this path, either we remember or not, it all starts when we were very small children. I have recollection of the of the scene which I which I have seen during the night 
and I was paralyzed. I was so scared. Uh, I knew that if I will say something, I don't know how, but I knew, I, I didn't know how, but I knew that if I will start to scream or say something, they will kill my parents. Oh. Basically. So, so I was just lying down paralyzed. And I remember I promised myself that someday I will be big and strong. Mm-hmm. And then I will know why. And if I may, I will fight them. Yeah. Uh, because they wanted to hurt my parents. Mm-hmm. Now, I am now, trust me, I am now big. <laughs> and I, I try to understand why. And, you know, there are some... Whoops. We lost you there for a second. Oh, there oh. Are, I, I said that there are pieces which make sense and pieces which still does not make sense. Uh-huh. But, uh, but I understood that my move, great move from Poland or from Europe to Canada, was to find myself in this, con- in this context that I will be metaphysician, not engineer anymore. So I guess I guess that's the energy of this continent which called me to find my real path. So so that is what triggered me and it stayed with me for the rest of my life. The other aspect why I started to do it was nineteen sixty eight when I was in grade school. Uh, sorry, in in um, high school at that time, and there was a huge um, European students' movement with a lot of blood and you know and things like this in Poland and all over the Europe. And I just simply wanted to understand why people would go together and risk their life for ideas for something which is not tangible. And um, and that that that's how I started to be interested in philosophy to find out about psychology of the crowd, and that's how the the other chapter started in my life, you know. And from there, it just it just um, took me to different modalities and different things. And one thing which I really really love is is dowsing, because. It really gives people equal rights to equal um, access access to knowledge and to knowledge from the other side and the connection which they really miss, but they have. So, again, on Sunday, if I may, on Sunday we will have, um, which will be probably 18th, um, no, 17th, Saturday, Saturday. Uh, 17 of March, we will have advanced healing with dowsing instruments, also in circles of, in, of wisdom, and uh, and we will spend whole day together from 10 to 6. Oh, wow. Oh, I would love to go to that. I wish I was home. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry that you are not. Yeah. Well, you know, that, that that's her holy day. Uh-huh. Yes, from 10 to 6, yes. No, no, that's, that's Anne's holy day oh, on my stomach. Oh, I see. St. Patrick's Day. St. Patrick's Day. I'll be in so Florida. We will, so we will talk. We will talk about um, 
uh, more advanced uh, techniques of healing with those pendulums, which are not basic pendulums like a ball or teardrop, you know, more advanced shapes based on sacred geometry, which really work by the shape and vibrate certain vibrations. I, I, and I have a question about that for you, actually, Alicia. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, have, I have a couple, well, a few different pendulums. Um, two of them are, are crystal, and, and my favorite is actually a rose quartz. Mm-hmm. But someone gave me as a gift um, a beautiful little pendulum, and, but it's um, some kind of metal, mm-hmm. and I can't get it to but It won't budge. For me, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. my crystal pendulum. What shape? It, what shape does it have? Um, it's kind of like uh, like bullet shaped. Uh huh. All right. Well, l- let me uh, tell you this: that pendulums, which are made of gemstones, mm-hmm. are beautiful. Mm-hmm. But there are, of course, advantages and disadvantages of of, of different pendulums. So. Basically, if you have a um, pendulum made of gemstone, you have to do your homework and learn what this gemstone can do mm-hmm. and what it can't. Okay. Basically, what the strength of this gemstone is. Because, especially when it's very basic shape, like a cone or something like this, right. um, then it's not a shape which works there. It's a power of gemstone. Mm-hmm. So, for example, if someone has an amethyst pendulum, mm-hmm. then uh, with this pendulum you cannot activate people, you cannot energize people, because this gemstone, by its nature, is to cool down, is to calm people. Right. All right? Mm-hmm. So if someone is very nervous, has a nervous breakdown or something like this, absolutely amethyst will do. But oh, what's you're not going to believe it. you're not going to believe this. We're just about out of time. So oh no! Coming up to the break. Oh. Uh, so I want to thank you so much for dropping in. You're going to be at the Circles of the Wisdom uh, this on the 17th. Thursday, 15 in the evening. Seven, um, 17 we will have healing, and 18 we will have rituals and magic course all day. So if you feel like it's something what you would like to explore more, please be feel invited and contact uh, Circles of Wisdom. Well, thank you very much. And we'll, we have that uh, on our website as well. So thank, thank you so you much, guys. and thank you for calling. And, uh, You're you know, very well. God bless. Stay thank you so much, Bye. Alicia. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Welcome to Tokinet, radio with a cutting edge. Ministry is filled with both highs and lows, victories and struggles. It can be the best job of the world, but it can also be the hardest. Where do you find the balance between serving God and the joy of truly knowing Him? Wellspring. 
Tending the Heart of Ministry with Joanna Weaver. Thursday afternoons at 5 p.m. Central. Join us each week as pastor's wife, best-selling author, and host Joanna Weaver interviews women who serve God from the heart, both those who are well-known and those who minister in less visible ways. You'll discover tools for the ministry, but more importantly, you'll learn how to give God access to the deep places in your heart. For ministry is more than what we just do in public. It is who we are in private. Wellspring is here to inspire you to look into your heart of hearts and invest in the place ministry truly begins. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So join us for an hour that just might change your life. It's Wellspring, tending the heart of ministry with host Joanna Weaver. Thursday afternoons at 5 p.m. Central on toginet.com. to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Ron and Ian, and we just had our wonderful guest, Alicia Atania. Did I say that right? Better you than me, my love. (laughs) She was wonderful, Uh, but on the second half of the show, I'm sorry, it was Alicia Aratin. There you go. Uh, And we have her website on our Ghost Chronicles page. Yes, we do. So we want to check out some more information on her because she was fabulous. Uh, and now we have our guest. Yeah, but you know what's interesting is is we had a little bit of problem with the the uh, tel- you know she cut out a couple times. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you know this, but there's actually a huge solar storm that's happening right now. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, and and in fact they they actually uh, redirected a lot of planes that were flying over the uh, North Pole and uh, brought them further south because. Uh, it could have some effects on communication and even possibly disrupting the power grid. So, Oh, wow. There you go. That's pretty heavy stuff, huh? It is. It's very cool. heavy stuff. Oh, so I was messing with her transmission. but Well, yeah. it's kind of bad. I mean, she, if, especially if she's from Canada, that it's up towards that way, you know? Yeah. I think, about yeah, Canada? I, Where's Cat? I, I don't see Cat in our chat room. I Maybe don't. she has communication problems. <laughs> Maybe she does. It's messing with her communication. Um, I think I, I, I seem to remember, I think early on um, when I started, she may have been on. I'd, I'd have to go back and look. I seem, as she, as she spoke, the more she spoke, spoke, I felt like I had listened to her before. But um, really fascinating stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway. But so really let's bring on our next question. guest. Our next guest is Janet from uh, Mineral Springs Haunted Tours. And uh, Janet, you there? Yes, I am. Hi, Jen. Hi, How are you? Hi. And uh, you are, where is um, Mineral Springs? It's in Alton, Illinois. Alton, Alton Illinois. is just north of St. Louis, just across the river. Okay, and of course we have a big uh, Republican primary coming up there uh, this month as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. I have lots of relatives in Chicago. <laughs> you do? I do. Well, my husband's. Are they Polish? Uh, no, they're Irish. Wow. <laughs> Must be the minority or something. I don't know. Amazing, isn't it? That you'd find yeah, Irish any, people out there. Anyways, getting back to Janet <laughs> and uh, Mineral Springs. Why don't you tell us a little bit about the history of the place and, and uh, what is your uh, capacity there? I own Mineral Springs Haunted Tours, the Mineral Springs Paranormal Research Center, and the Historic Museum of Torture Devices. Cool. All located. Oh, that's right up. That's right up Ann's alley for sure. (laughs) 
And um, anyway, the history of the building is quite interesting. It was it opened in 1914 as a 90-room hotel, and it was built by German immigrants who had a meatpacking company a little ways from here. And they had heard that there was oil on the property, and they dug for oil, but they found instead an underground mineral spring. So they decided to make this into a spa and resort hotel. And it was um, in the 20s, it was every bit as popular as Hot Springs, Arkansas, or some of the other um, health places. Mm -hmm. And there have been a lot of deaths here. Of course, there are in any hotel that is almost 100 years old, deaths from murder, suicide, and, of course, natural deaths. No boy. <laughs> and some of them have um, stayed with us. We have about six known entities here, and they are interactive, and we feel that they're intelligent hauntings. We get a lot of electronic voice phenomenon. We have over 150, and almost half of those are Class A EVPs. We also have a lot of interesting pictures. We have a picture of one little ghost. Um, she's a little girl that drowned in the pool oh. probably 80 years ago. And um, oh, she, wow. she's still here, and she interacts with ghost hunters that come here. And we have one picture that somebody who was not a ghost hunter was just on our tour um, took. And it, you can see her little legs hanging down as she's sitting on the side of the pool. She drowned in that pool. Oh, wow. So, so how did you? First of all, I mean, uh, it was a hotel. What happened after it, uh, it no longer became a hotel, and how did it end up as a, uh, uh, you know, a ghost investigative place or a, or a haunted place? Well, it went through several owners. There, um, it was a hotel until 1971. And then um, there were some people that lived here, and then there were also people that just stayed here for a while. But it was going downhill, and it was actually boarded up for a while, and then somebody bought it. And every owner that's had it has done something a little different in terms of inside of it. A lot of it is still um, the original. There are beautiful ceilings, and there's terrazzo floors throughout and um, there's wrought iron and stained glass. It's just really a beautiful place. Mm, it looks huge. It is the, huge. The, the pictures. There are, there are five levels. Mm-hmm. And wow. There, there's one above the street level, and then there are three below the street level. Wow. And down in the sub-basement was a slaughterhouse, and um, the Lure brothers who built it were in the sausage-making and ham business, and they mm-hmm. slaughtered a, a whole lot of pigs down there. And that's also one reason why um, they bought the, the area was because the mineral water has a high salt content, and they could use it in their processing of meat. Mm. Wow. And that makes the, sense. <laughs> the haunting start, first started being reported, I think, in the... Um, late 70s, early 80s, and they have gone on. And we research every everything that we think is a death. We have discovered um, 
a few, well, we've discovered a couple more suicides. We have death certificates, newspaper clippings, et cetera. And it's interesting that one of the suicide rooms is one of the most active rooms in the hotel, and we didn't even know what had happened there until some relatives came in and told the tour guide, you know, our aunt committed suicide up there. Uh-huh. Really? Yeah, and it's one of the most active rooms. Wow. The pool is, I think, the epicenter of the hauntings, Mm -hmm. the men's pool. There are actually two pools. Wow. Now, I know we've we've talked about this before on the show, is is about places that are near bodies of water being more paranormally active or, you know, with that underground water, you know, such as a spring. Right. And uh, I wonder if that you know, elevates that activity. I'm sure it does. That and all the limestone. We're right right on, almost on the bank of the Mississippi River. It's like maybe a block and a half from our back door. And you can see the river from all the windows on the back side of the building. And the stream still runs underneath. It's been capped off. There's been no water in the pool since probably 1930 maybe 1937 or so, and uh, it's an empty pool, but there's a lot of activity in the men's pool. We get some in the women's pool, and we think there may be a vortex in that area because everybody, if we ask people just to walk to the other end of the pool, they all stop in the same place, and some people feel sick, others feel kind of dizzy, and everybody seems to feel something in that one spot. Cool. That's very unusual. Now, why did they now, why did they cap the um why did they cap it off at that point? Well, the hotel went when the crash came in twenty nine, uh-huh. the original owners ended up being bankrupted and they owned a whole bunch of stuff. They had started a bank they had all kinds of things going on, and um, in those days, it was ten cents to swim, but nobody had ten cents to swim. <laughs> so the um, pool just dwindled away. And I guess by the time the thirties came, after the uh, after the depression, it just never really recovered to the point that it was. Yeah, it's it. Now you do tours, and you are open for investigations as well, correct? Right, we do tours. We go year round, and uh, we do haunted tours. We do walking tours, and we also in the winter months we do all indoor tours. And we have um, paranormal groups come in. They do meet and greets, and they bring equipment. And the people that come for those get to learn how to use ghost hunting equipment, and they get taken around by the uh, investigators to different parts of the building, and then they switch off groups. So uh, they have a night of ghost hunting. How did you How did you come, or I don't know if you started, the, the Museum of Torture Devices? How did, how did we end up with this? Oh, I, knew you'd, I knew you would get on that. I have to ask. <laughs> well... About eight years ago, two of my children and I went to Europe, and we went to Eastern Europe actually looking for family. 
we didn't find family, but we blundered into the torture museum in Prague, and we were just absolutely fascinated, and we had no idea what, you know, that all that went on, because it's not in the history books. So we went back the next day, and we talked to the guy that was running it, and, um, that night, over a couple bottles of wine, my son said, let's take one to the States. So we we, we made one. We um, started the first museum in the Wisconsin Dells. And um, I know we no longer own that museum. We sold it in 2008, and it still exists. And the man that owns it now has added some things to it. We had about 50 exhibits. And the collection I have now is mine, and I have about 50 exhibits with more coming. Wow. Yeah, so we, can we come down here and try some of those out on the end, please? <laughs> yeah, uh, thanks a lot. Well, I don't think so. I, I love you too, Ron. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, just for scientific research, I mean, you oh, know that. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, we have a pillory that actually uh, you can put someone in. A lot there of people like to take pictures. Uh, oh, there you go. Pillory. <laughs> there you go. Oh, so that's like the stocks, right? It's, it is. It, uh, yeah. The head and wrists go through it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you know what's interesting? We we talk about torture, and, and this is a little bit uh, off the subject of the, of the museum, but... Uh, I recently uh, went to a special presentation of the Shroud of Turin, and uh, it was really interesting because it, whether you believe it's the the, the uh, you know the the crap from Christ or not, it, it's unimportant. But they just showed from the stains and the things on the cloth whatever this particular person went through, and and it's it was all torture, and it's it's simply amazing. I mean, like. It, how we can endure such thing, and who would think up of this stuff? I mean, it's wow. all right. I mean, I know some of the devices are diabolically clever, <laughs> and others are just simple things that they used what they had on hand. God. Um, we have a question from the chat. From you do? Uh, yeah, Stephen Scott. He's, well, he's going to check out the website, but he says. Uh, what kind of exhibits, if it's not too gruesome to tell us, do you have? Well, I have a medieval Fredericks, namely a chastity belt. And oh, yeah, I Ian have... definitely needs that. Oh, it's too late. <laughs> <laughs> Iron collar, we have some screws, we have a Chinese death cage, a rack, of course. We have strapato. Which... <laughs> strapato. It what was, is that? Well, it's a very simple thing. It's just a rope that the person's arms were tied behind him, and then they were hoisted up on the rope, uh. and then sometimes weights were placed on their feet. And oh, they yeah, would, yeah, yeah. He let down, jerking them, and it would dislocate the shoulders. Oh, God, that's horrible. Oh, it God. is. It's disgusting. Oh, man. We have a breast stripper, a tongue terror. A saw and um, the usual execution sword and execution axe and a chopping block. Oh boy! Iron collars, uh, various irons that could 
restrict people while they were being tortured. And we have a gridiron. A, a what? A gridiron. A gridiron? Yeah, it's actually a roasting rack. It's metal. <laughs> and oh. St. Lawrence was martyred on a gridiron. Um. <laughs> Yuck. <laughs> well, it's pretty interesting. <laughs> well, oh, Leslie loves it. Yeah. Oh, Van Helsing loves Leslie. Never mind. <laughs> I got confused. Wow. You, you certainly do. Yeah, so, do. if someone wanted to, uh, you know, go to the uh, Mineral Springs and like book an investigation, how would they do that? Through me. Okay, and, and how would they reach you? Uh, they could reach me through my phone, 866-465-3205, or they can go to my website, www.mineralspringshauntedtours.com. And there's a page on my website for the um, Paranormal Research Center, and there's also a page for the Torture Museum. Oh, that's excellent. So, uh, I th- and do we have that on our Facebook page? Yes, we do. Yep, it's up there on our Ghost Chronicles Next Generation Facebook page. So you right. can so check you, that out you there. You go on there, you can check it out, right? If All you have to do is like us or pretend you like us, and then you can go. <laughs> <laughs> well, this has been fun. I like you already. Oh, <laughs> thank you. That's because you don't know me. That's the problem. <laughs> But, yep. you know, it's. I mean, how did you personally get involved in it? I mean, have you had paranormal experiences yourself? Oh, all, all my life. I grew up in some really creepy old houses in St. Louis, and um, ever since I can remember, there have been very weird happenings. And I think probably I developed an interest in it at an early age because I was scared of it, and it's my way of dealing with it. Mm-hmm. Well, that, what, what, was, like, what, what did Elite just say? It starts when you're a child, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it's always been present in my life, but I didn't start doing the tours until seven years ago. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, what 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 has been, I think, the most unique situation that you have experienced yourself personally? Through your life, not necessarily through the end itself, but in your life itself. In my life? Yeah. Could you repeat the question? (laughs) There's been so many things. I have had a long life. (laughs) Yeah, no, I mean, in the paranormally speaking, what has been the most interesting experience that you have had? Paranormally speaking, in other words, what, what has have you you know have you seen a uh, a, uh, a uh, apparition. apparition or or have you heard something? Have you been touched? I mean, what really stands out in your mind? Uh, all of all of the above. <laughs> I did see an apparition, but it actually materialized in my house. My house is was built in eighteen sixty something. And we knew there was a child there because of footprints in the dusty attic and also because um, I one of the rooms I made for my grandchildren. It was called the angel room, and I kept toys in there, and they got moved a lot when no kids were around. 
And um, anyway, one one day after having the house for maybe 10 years, the little guy materialized, and it was only part of him. It wasn't a full-body apparition. It was just like from the waist up. Oh, wow. And that's that's the only time in my life that one has materialized that I saw. Wow. I have been touched, and I have had my face stroked, and... I have um, gotten some EVPs. I've heard of the ones. Well, one guy who's one of our investigators has over 150, and some of them are excellent. And some, most of them were gotten in the building, but a lot of them were gotten in other places that we go. Oh, okay. Ah. Now, how big are the grounds? Is it, is it just the building that's haunted, or are the grounds haunted as well? Well, there's not much in the way of grounds. The building is pretty big, uh-huh. and um, there's nothing much in the back. There used okay. to be a railroad track back there that brought the pigs in, but um, it's oh, very... I could, I could say something, but I won't. <laughs> Don't. Be good. Be good, Ron. <laughs> that sounds yeah, like I, it would I'm have sorry. I'm sorry, Janet. Go ahead. <laughs> Anyway, there there's not much grounds to the building. It's yep. uh, pretty much sidewalk on two sides, and then in the back, there's just a, a way that you can get in um, to the where the garbage dumpster is. Uh-huh. Oh, oh, and we have a uh, another question from uh, from Stephen. He said uh, he's asking the obvious, but are any of the torture devices haunted? And have you ever had psychometry done on them? No. Nope. The the devices that I have here are all replications. Uh, oh, okay, that makes sense. But so, if we put if we put something in there we might be able to start something, right? We could. <laughs> Thanks. You go in. You go first, Ron. <laughs> Sounds like a road trip in, don't you think? <laughs> I'm not going on that road trip with you. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> so, Janet, anyways, we want to thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, once again, this is Janet from the Mineral Springs uh, Tours. Anything else you'd like to add? Um, well, y'all come. <laughs> y'all come down. That was to the yeah, point. Y'all come down. Where uh, where is, is are you located? What is your town? Oh, we're we're from New England. I knew you were from New England. I didn't know what city. Oh, uh, uh, Anne is from East Bridgewater, and I'm from uh, the lovely uh, town of Drake. It's like it's yeah. like Boston area. Oh, I guess. cool. Yeah, except for me, I'm I'm New Hampshire area, so Mm. that's totally different. Mm. But anyway, one thing I did notice, and 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 I was looking at your site today, is that the investigators can stay overnight, and they actually stay in the pool. Yeah, a lot of people sleep. Well, they don't really sleep, but they Uh. investigate (laughs) all night in the pool. I have had people who were not investigators come with air mattresses and blankets and they go to bed just like they're at home. Oh, really? It's, yeah, it's the idea of having slept in a haunted hotel. Oh. Right now there are no rooms um, that you can sleep in. I was just going to ask you that. Is is there any plans to, to revitalize the hotel? Oh. oh, I keep hoping. They decided to put apartments in, and I would love it if they would make... Um, 
just even a few rooms that could be haunted overnight with a real bed. Mm, right. Right, absolutely. We, but we have one final question is where do you get the um, the replicas? Because we, <laughs> the Collinwood Inn down in New York would love to uh Hey, wait a minute. We're going there. A replica rack. <laughs> I have a rack. Really? Yeah, I do. Uh, well, I have replicators that make them. Oh, okay. okay. There you so go. Okay, I Collinwood, you just have to hire someone to make one, I guess. There you go. Yeah. I guess I guess the Collinwood wants to uh, get one in for our visit in. Yeah, right, right. That's going to go in your room. It's going in your room. Yeah, thanks. We'll tuck you in. Yeah. Well, Janet, I, thank you so much for being on the show. And, uh, you know, I've ever since I've been on the Internet, I've come across Mineral Springs, I mean, especially on, I guess, uh, Facebook. And I, I believe, uh, what's that other site that used to be up before Facebook? MySpace. Oh, MySpace. Uh, yeah, MySpace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've always w- was intrigued by it and, and wanted to know more about it. And I, I thank you very much for coming on the show and telling us a little bit more about the Mineral Springs. Well, I hope to see you here sometime. Well, well if we ever get a road trip going up to, where is it, Illinois? Illinois? Yeah, it's just north of St. Louis. Well, there you go. You know, on, on our way to the Moss, uh, Moss uh, Beach Distillery Inn. There you go. Absolutely. <laughs> I'll have that in, 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 in the end. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> if I survive. <laughs> All right, Janet, thank you so much. Thank you so much. And, thank and you. Have a, you have a good night now. You too. Happy haunting. Oh, oh thank you, Janet. Bye-bye. Bye. Happy. <laughs> oh, that was cool. Oh, my goodness. Oh, she's a nice lady, huh? Yeah. Very nice, very nice. So anyways, I, I think we have a new episode of Beyond Bizarre now, I believe, that's uh, ready to go. Yeah. Uh, we'll find out in so. a minute. <laughs> Do we have time? Yeah, we have time. If Okay. We, if we get it on the air, Jill. Mm-hmm. Should we have Jill? a tune until it comes on? <laughs> Jill. <laughs> there it is. Soap on a Rope. Mount Olympus, Washington is home to Lake Crescent, a pristine mountain lake that is more than 600 feet deep in spots. Native to the region, the Kalam Indians would not fish the waters of this lake for fear of stirring up evil spirits that lurked beneath the glassy surface. There is also a haunting tale of what locals call the Lady of the Lake. Hallie Illingworth's body was discovered by two fishermen in 1940. The young lady worked as a waitress at the nearby Crescent Lake Lodge and had gone missing some three years earlier. It turned out that her husband had killed her, wrapped her in blankets, and tied stones to her body with heavy rope. He threw her weighted body into the lake, presumably never to be discovered again. Illingworth's body was remarkably well-preserved thanks to the cold waters of the lake causing a process known as saponification which causes the flesh to be rendered into something quite soap-like. She literally popped up to the surface of the lake like a bar of soap. (laughs) Lake Crescent is also the site of numerous accounts of Bigfoot or Sasquatch sightings, as well as accounts of ghosts and ghostly sounds in the woods. You can hike this fantastically frightening stretch of the Pacific Northwest by taking the Spruce Railroad Trail in the Olympic National Park. A frightening fact from Beyond Bazaar, available wherever books are sold.
Okay. Hope on a rope. Hope on a rope. See, there's hope for you yet. Anyway, uh, we, we had just about out of time. That show flew by, actually. Yeah, it did. Any, anyways, I, I do want to mention one thing before I do forget. Uh, we do I have on the ghost hunt on Saturday, and I think there's a couple spots left at the VZ Estate. But also on the 27th of March, Anne will be doing Dining with the Dead at the Wing Restaurant. Yep, and if you go to our website, indieghostproject.com, the letter N, the letter E, ghostproject.com, uh, you can get more details and sign up on there. And, uh, you know, if you like cemeteries and everything else, uh, you'll like it. So. You'll love it. Come and see me. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> so anyway, anything else you want to add as the tunes go flying across the year here? <laughs> I just hope uh, people will come out and join us at the end of the month at uh at my little talk, and uh, you'll find it interesting and funny, and we'll have a few drinks, and it'll be fun. And I'll be there, and there you go. Well, I'll be there, too, yeah. Yeah, and and, and also, uh, I know we haven't announced the date yet, but I, in May, we will be going to the Collingwood and doing yes, a we bit would. down there. Yep. So I can't wait for that, but that it hasn't gone up yet, but we will, and we'll talk probably talk about that next show. All right. Well, so guess- everybody have a wonderful night, and thanks for listening. Good. I guess time to wrap it up. So for everyone listening, thank you so much and tune in next week and good night and God bless from Ann and Ron at Ghost Chronicles Next Generation. From goalies to ghosties, long leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us, good Lord.